Welcome to Contrast Comedy. I'm one of your hosts, Teddy B. And I'm Sherry Corley, a.k.a. The Joke Doctor. And I am the physician's assistant because I'm working on getting my joke doctor's license. But yeah, we are uh, your host for Contrast Comedy. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Right on. Right on. All right. That's April, right? Yeah, I don't fucking know. Um, but it's like, no, I, I get it. You would do that shit all the time. But you usually do that shit when you're trying to get some pussy, you know? Yeah. You're and then not- the other thing, too, is that um, there's the new year, my work, they're cutting my territory up more. So now it's like, I got to like, and you know, this the whole, and I get it with sales. It's all like, hey, we're going to bring in more people. That way you can focus more and the more you're able to focus, you can still grow your territory. But realistically speaking, it's one of those things. So I have to go, I'm going through this whole, like of the whole thing of what I was doing last year, where it was basically like, that's the same shit they were telling black voters in Georgia. <laughs> you know, we're going to cut the stuff up and it's like, Oh, you'll still be represented. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, no, we don't, we're not, res- we got to vote for a white guy? That's the only choice that's we only have choice. now because white you cut up our territory? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what they do. But, uh, like, so I, I'm trying to get my, I got to re-get my brain back into, like, salesman mode and all that stuff. So I've been listening to, you know, it's just all about PMA, positive mental attitude. But, yeah, it was just rough, man. And so, and then it's, like, going right into my birthday, and I'm just like, fuck, dude, like, I... I'm turning 42 and basically every like where I'm at in my life is almost like it's right back to where I was right when I was single and didn't have anything. Cause oh, like I'm, I'm broke. I have like, and no you know, money. that feeling, <laughs> no girl, that feeling, yeah, <laughs> that feeling of uh, that, that, you know, when you don't feel that the old feeling, you know, that feeling when you go into uh uh, I see you got the budget cup of noodles yeah. going on too, right? So it's like, <laughs> that's what you do, right? That's one of the things you do is like, stop buying out fucking Uber Eats. Stop, yep, stop digging a hole. Stuff. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, yeah, it's only 26 bucks here. Yeah, it's only this. And next thing you know, you're like, okay, wait a second. I made, you know, X amount of dollars last month and there's nothing. Yeah, you it's know, all that nickel like, and diamond, it man. No, it's the nickel and diming. The it's nickel all and of diamond. that stuff you said. That's nothing. That's no big deal. Bro, I had this chick on seeking. She keeps hitting. She's hitting me up. She's like, "Yo, just send me five dollars. Send me ten dollars." I'm like, "Bitch, what part of I'm broke do you not understand?" And she's like, Dude, "I'm just on the wrong site. You, I, I know. The wrong site. You know the site. I'm done. You know, with the, it. you know the site you go to to get babes. What? It's called the Comedy Club. <laughs> I need to get out. You go there to the comedy club. You hit the stage. <laughs> Trust the, me. The comedy clubs in LA, and I guess. People, the, they, here's they, the deal they, because for me here. Here's the deal. Well, you're in San Diego. That's white Republican <laughs> conservative territory, man. You got to get to the zone where, you know, it's like at least you get a more liberal audience, right? right? So it's like what I found was back in the day, I remember being in New York. And when I first started doing stand up, I started doing it's like, you know, I was on I'd go, I was on Long Island. I do governors. I do Eastside comedy. I do um, I was, was there was a, I do Caroline's and 
and then some other open mics that were out in Comac and stuff like that on Long Island. And I I just realized, I said, you know what? I walk into the room, nobody looks twice at my redheaded ass. But the moment I hit the stage and get done, everybody wants to talk to me. Yeah. And I saw that as a negative at first. I was like, I talked to this bartender who was an old actor at the, at the restaurant I was working at, Cafe Mario, which was a pretty... Uh, as I understood, a pretty uh, prominent, the Bushes came to eat there. <laughs> the entire Bush family. I mean, Neil Bush was there. George W. was there. Uh, um, it, please clap. He was there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jeb was there. Uh, H.W. was there. I mean, the whole group was down there having some secret meeting uh, down in the basement of our restaurant. Uh, and I remember serving that table, but I I said, "Wow, are we that that important of a restaurant?" I guess we were. Yeah. It was mob run, uh, it was mob owned. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. Just this guy, no, one of the Marino, bush there, Mister Marino. He was the financer of this restaurant. This this gentle old man who was very nice to me. And then years later, I'm coaching some dude from New Jersey, <laughs> and I mentioned the name Vincent Marino. He goes, Vincent Marino, Jerry. You know, you know my fa- who my father was, right? You know, I go, no. He goes, he was so-and-so. He was a part of the Gambino family. And I was like, what? I said, what? You, you didn't tell me it is. This is great stand-up material, right? But he's like, <laughs> but he's like, uh, yeah, Vincent Marino is now in prison, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> so he's telling me this whole thing. I was like, oh, my God. I didn't, even, I didn't know that this restaurant was that connected. Yeah. <laughs> but. Anyway, so I so I talking to this old bartender there, and he's just this wise old dude, man. And it's like Sam, I go into this club, you know, go into this like open mic, you know, nobody looks twice at me. I get up there and do a ten minute set, and it's like now people, all these ladies want to talk to me. And he goes, I'm not sure whether they like me or the guy they see up there. And he said, you might be more you up there than you are right now down here at the bar. Like when you hit that stage, all of this stuff comes out of you, this charm, this like, because you're 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 courting this audience, right? You're showing sides of yourself that you might not show in a regular conversation and you're animated, you're alive, you're making them laugh, right? Mm -hmm. So he didn't know the science of the neuroscience behind laughter and the dopamines and the serotonin and and the love feeling people get when you make them laugh. Uh, He didn't know anything about that. But he did have, he he was talking around it and he got kind of to the essence of it. They get to know you while you're up there on that stage. Plus they see somebody up there who has control of a room who's in who's seems to be confident seems to be because I was faking it the whole time because I was still new. <laughs> right. So I was just like up there pretending I was in control. I had some good jokes. But that was it, you know, and it was like acting like I knew what I was doing. And then um, like I did when it would like, like I do when I have sex you know, <laughs> I just pretend I know what I'm doing. And then um, they're like, you're a fraud. Uh, so the thing um, is, that's what you need to do. You need to hit that stage more. Stop worrying about these fucking ladies on sync. I mean, add up the time you're spending on seeking and tell me how much time of that is going towards that and not towards your craft. Uh, dude, I, actually, I'm not even spending that much time on seeking. It's like literally I, I have 26 time- bucks worth. 26 bucks worth. I and then all of a sudden it adds up at the end of the month. We go, shit, that was like 200. So, so the, I did the, I did the yearly subscription. So I did the year. So I, that's it. That's it. I'm as far as like, <laughs> you made that commitment. You made a year. I made commitment a year commitment. I made a year oh, commitment to shit. that. So I got a whole year, but it's pretty much, 
not really anything. Like, I'm not – all I'm doing right now is I'm just using that as batting practice, swinging, flirting, talking, using my mouthpiece, using the words and seeing how that all works. So that's where that's coming from. And then also it's just good material. Like, I, I got I got a great joke out of that now with the whole – the the DSD – and then the sugar daddy and the sweet and low daddy. It's fucking great, you know? So I do it for the material also, right. you know? All so right. that's the other thing. And I'm not a sucker like I was last year. It's just like, it's just stupid that it's like, when you tell a woman you're broke and then they be like, yo, still give me money. It's like, bitch, what part of I'm broke? Do you not understand? But no, it's still they're, cool. They're, this is a game they're used to playing. Yeah, right? that's They that. know yeah. that, you know, they, they know you can't get blood out of a turnip but you can get some green out of a out of a broke brother you know what i'm saying because he'll find it somewhere they yeah, people know like this like they crack. treat it they're treating you like um like an mlm client you know what i'm saying it's like just ask one of your friends and get some money from them no, she's just like, I'm just I'm not even asking you for a lot. I'm asking you for a little bit. It was like, bitch, I am not your ATM. Like, I am not your ATM. Oh, but yes, you are. Yeah, That's right? why seeking arrangements is not the best place. That's to why be. I but I they're changed, on there I for a different my purpose. Bio, I changed the bio from uh it is so funny now that because I used to be getting like I was having like I'd turn on, I'd go onto that website and like the views for like the chicks that favorited me was like in the hundreds, right? So I changed the <laughs> what bio. What was the profile? What was uh, the bio? What was the bio? The bio was all then? like, hey, you know, I, I'm ball, like balling, ball, you know, just doing all that shit. So then I switched it up to where I'm being more funny now, where I'm like, hey, I'm a DSD. And it's like, what are you looking for? And it's like, I'm looking, I'm looking for a diamond in a rock. <laughs> I'm looking for somebody who can, who's, who's okay with having a sweet and low daddy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Bro, and so now, like, I'm getting like two, three, four hits maybe here and there. Majority of them are from Colombia because I pissed off some of those Colombian chicks because like they, I had to start blocking them because they were like, they kept hitting me up for money. And I'm like, yo, I'm done. Like, leave me alone. I'm not doing this. But um, aside from all that, man, I had a really good birthday. Like I had a good birth. I had a good birthday set. I did eight. They actually gave me like 10 minutes. Um, I killed it. I did it in front of my friends, which was awesome because some of my friends had saw me do comedy the first time around. And they were like, yo, bro, what the fuck was that? To where it was like, dude, they're like, yo, bro, you, you've actually come a long way. You've done really good. And then I, I even had my uh, the, the lady who got me into comedy, who was uh, she was even I did a show with her like the day before my birthday. And she was like, yo, man, your comedy's come a really long way. Like, I, I just you're, you're doing good. I mean, you had some really funny jokes. You had a couple people back there. They were just cracking up. Good job, Teddy. And I'm like, fuck yeah, man. See, so thank yeah. you, sir. It's great to see that improvement. Yeah, man. It is. It is. It's good shit. It's good shit. So I'm, I'm getting So did there. you get did you see my response to text to that one joke you had texted me? Yeah, dude. This is what I wanted to show you. Uh did it upload? Uh, it's only 80%. I'll show you this one here. Let me do this. Let's do I like the just the idea. I love the idea, first of all, that fentanyl, you know, it's like noticing that fentanyl, you don't hear about heroin overdose anymore. You hear about like fentanyl overdose. Man, remember back in the day, heroin killed rock stars? Like, 
<laughs> You'd be like, you know, now fentanyl is killing everyone. Like back in the day, news was like Doors frontman Jim Morrison found dead in his Los Angeles home from an apparent overdose of heroin. There's candlelight vigil. There's Hell's Angels pay their respects. People are crying. Now the news is like Erica Tinsdale, 26 year old known for her influencer participation in the drunken twerking video on TikTok has died from apparent overdose of fentanyl. People are like, who? <laughs> she doesn't even get a candlelight visual. She doesn't get a. She doesn't get. She gets a shrug. You know, they're like, ah, I don't know. It's like a, the best response she gets. People were crying at Jim Morrison's, and she's like, a, ah, I don't know. Right? It's like she, you know, it's like. And remember back in the day, they all. Here's what I thought back in the day. They had that cause of death ready right there. Like they're showing Morrison's feet in the in the in the shot from the news camera, and I'm like, parent overdose of heroin, and it's like. Wait, how'd you now nowadays they're like it's gonna take three months for the uh, for the for the Seriously. autopsy and the toxicology report <laughs> to come in. Three months? Really? Three fucking months for a toxicology report. You know? <laughs> hey, maybe that syringe sitting in his arm will tell you what he died of. <laughs> but no, they don't want to make that speculation anymore. They just they give you and they're figuring, well, hopefully this will die down. It won't be, you know, it'll you know, we can save his reputation. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Can you see the screen? Yep. All right. Um, this is the this is like the 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 final draft is still uploading, so but I just wanted to show you. So forgive the spelling. It doesn't it's not gonna look like this when I actually do the, the I love this. Draft. My us guard challenge book. <laughs> <laughs> but if you actually read the actual thing, my sugar challenge joke. A joke written by Teddy B. Funny and performed by Hamilton, the AI. This is Hamilton, the AI. I am on this no sugar challenge. I got to change the voice. I think I screwed up on that challenge, though, because I chewed some gum, but I didn't swallow. Doesn't the act of not swallowing work like if you say, I didn't inhale when you're smoking the devil's lettuce. You know where I didn't swallow won't work in real life? It won't work when you catch your woman giving head to another man. You'd be like... Woman, why you bob on his knob? She's all like, babe, sweetie, honey bear. It didn't mean anything to me. I didn't swallow. Yeah, I think I screwed up big time. Just like the girl in my imaginary story. But spoiler alert, it's not imaginary story. It's all true cause that girl was my ex-girlfriend. So I did the new sugar challenge, made it all the way to midnight. Then I ate two handfuls of Haribo gummy bears. Then ate a whole Snickers bar. And how do I feel? Like a million bucks, I feel like I just ate a whole box of Wheaties and ready to go win a championship. On a side note, WTF happened to Wheaties. You don't see them around anymore. Did all the participation trophies make Wheaties go extinct? Or did people finally get wise enough to realize eating cardboard doesn't help you run fast or win championships? <laughs> Wheaties is trash anyways. I mean, con people. Why in the world would you think I feel like I ate Wheaties after eating candy? I basically just went the equivalent of doing no heroin for the whole day. Then as soon as my challenge ends at midnight, I immediately start wrapping belt around arm. And you know the rest. Thank God it's only candy and not heroin. Cause with my luck, I'm over here like I can kick a heroin addiction and I decide to do the challenge. I go all day no heroin. Then midnight hits. Then that little voice that's actually really, really, really loud says, yo, you did it. Let's celebrate with a little heroin. But my eyes are bigger than what my heart can handle. And guess what? Spoiler alert. IOD. Game over for Teddy B. 
Dead just like my AI stand-up career. <laughs> just like the lyrics in the Queen song. Another one bites the dust. But for me, it more like another one takes a hit and dies. You know something. I just realized you don't hear too much about heroin killing celebrities as much as fentanyl is nowadays. Fentanyl is killing celebrities just like heroin was killing 90 celebrities. Some things in life never change. Same window, different visual. Besides, if I'm being honest, I feel horrible because I stayed up till 4 a.m. playing video games, then woke up at 6 a.m. I mean, who do I think I am? Freshman at Chico State. Come on, Teddy B. I'm 42, not 22. Get it together, my guy. <laughs> Dude, oh, my God. That's... This is the unhippest brother I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it is, he's doing just a disrespect to all black men in the United States. This poor guy. <laughs> it's like inverse cultural appropriation, dude. Well, the voice I got. I, oh I, my I god, that's so funny! But the, this is this is the the app is called Colossian, and I found out about this because of that. Uh, is the one the the prompt daily dude you put you put me on where you get the emails? So yeah. it's one of those. I think it's his. And I was going through it and it talks about where it's like all the different new AI tools that are out and about. And I saw this and I was started messing around because it's like basically what it's used for is for corporations to do like their training videos in the sexual harassment videos and all that shit. But I'm like, wait a minute, I can do, let me see if I can do jokes and stuff with it. And you can, but yeah. just like AI, it has the standards and practices. So I got to like, can't be all, that's why I had to say devil's lettuce instead of smoking weed and all that stuff like that. Really? But, he won't say smoke weed, but he said blow job or give head. <laughs> yeah. Give head. <laughs> so um, the other thing, there was just some phraseology things yeah. in the, in there, but like, like the mirrored phrase you had, like, um, you know, people are like dying of fentanyls, uh, dying of fentanyl uh, in the, um, in 2020, uh, 2024, um, people are dying of fentanyl, uh, you know, and then go and then, you know, basically mirror the phrase about how they were dying of heroin in the 90s. They're dying of fentanyls in 2024 or in the 2000s. So it's like it's like action year, you know, gotcha, action yeah. year, action year. And so it's like a matter of how you speak that carries forward to an audience a lot of it's a little bit of nlp like if you flip flop it mm -hmm. even if you went like if you said uh like in the uh like remember remember in the 90s people were dying of heroin now in 20 in the 2000s they're dying of fentanyl fentanyls. so if i said remember in the 90s they're dying of heroin now, now the they're dying of fentanyls dying. now they're dying of fentanyl in the 2000s even at that flip flip flop where i say i flip the two there's going to be a short because so for example I say I say drug and then year in the first one then I say year and their drug in the second one that flip flop causes the brain a short circuit uh -huh. for a second makes the audience it's just in a little way sometimes but enough to distract them from what the point you're trying joke, to make yeah. so it's just a matter of like a syntactical no that's thing. a good point good you know point. it's like I learned that creative writing and then uh, also media broadcasting yeah cool I like that. But yeah, so man, this like, is my new so, my new thing I'm gonna be playing with. I'm gonna wow, be dude, I hate that thing. I hate it. I hate and you it. You could do for a thousand dollars. 
You because can what it does, it makes you fucking lazy because <laughs> you should write the material, then practice it yourself and then put yourself on that camera and put it out there and stop, you know, chopping yourself off at the balls and having Hamilton do it for you. Because Hamilton can it sounds like he's got flow a little bit, but you're now not doing the homework you need to do to have your flow when you hit the stage tonight. <laughs> but no, that's the thing about it. Like I, I see that I'm still doing my com- like I'm still doing comedy. Like I'm not like oh I'm gonna make this do my whole thing. Yeah, well, in a in a way, right? The thing it's, is this though. There like, is a good thing that it's another way to to in, to motivate you to apply your craft to something, right? right? So and I then also it's also too to help again for me. Jokes are better said out loud than to be read, right? So then say them out loud. What I am saying them out loud, but and play them back but hearing, it, but hearing it, hearing it from another voice, and then I could like tweak it out. It's yeah, like, yeah, I see that. You know yeah, definitely. Saying? No, so there is an where, advantage. There is something. That's there where is that value comes in that. from. And then for me, I also kind of want to make a content out of it. Like, <laughs> see I who's funnier. Funny. Is Hamilton funnier or am yeah, I funnier I think there's telling something the there. same joke? Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's yeah, the definitely whole deal. something there. I think yeah. as I was seeing, I said this could actually be like. A well, I do agree with you. Like you know? this is this is definitely like this is game over for like people. But it's again though, like we were talking about before, it's a tool, right? And if you're not savvy up in here and knowing how to use the tool and all that shit, people are just gonna be getting it and just be like, I don't know what to do with it, you know? Like I had a couple of people get into the opus. They're not really knowing how to use opus, so they're not really capitalizing on it because they thought, you know, so it's just like one of those things. So that gives me an idea. I'm like, maybe I should start doing videos about like all the new stuff. And then that way there's something else I can add on to yeah. the deal. Yeah. yeah, about all the new stuff available with AI. Available for AI and that we can just use for our comedies, for for content and creating content. Right. Now, I think there's got to you, you, you might get a lot of negative blowback in your um, in your notes or in the comments section because of right now that, you know, those whole uh, Carlin thing is, you know, really hit people in a negative way. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Kelly Carlin. Now, remember, we talked about a possible yes. lawsuit, whether that was going to be something that happened. Um and she's suing now. Um, really? Yeah, she's suing. And it's like she's suing for likeness and style and using his a body of work without permission oh, wow. or licensing. Uh, I think she's going to win at least a partial win on that. Um, and it was exactly what I was talking about. And I said, the other thing is like, they're thinking, I'm sure they're thinking over there, they're a doozy that, um, hey, well, it's fair use. Huh? Yeah, isn't Mitch? it like impersonation Bro. type thing? No, the law doesn't protect AI. Mm. The law protects an individual, but you used AI to replicate a voice and replicate material. That's not protected. So that could be an issue too. I'm not a lawyer. Hmm. But um, I've seen those things come up and they're going to be more of this. And she's going to be just like Carlin was a precedent setting um, example of how it shapes the law for moving forward. Just like Carlin was uh, made changes, uh, forced the Supreme Court to make some changes to what the obscenity laws were. So I think um, 
by exposing it, making it palatable. So the plebeians understand it. And we say, no, this is not right. And then they make some changes regarding that because they get to see the stark ridiculousness of how we're afraid of certain words. You know, you realize mm-hmm. on TV, you can say you pricked your finger, but you can't, can't say, say your finger's your prick. <laughs> you know, that was one of the car- one of my favorite jokes Carlin did back when I was younger. I was like, such a simple but paradoxical example of wow prick and prick and in hearing them used in a in a in a sentence that makes sense back to back that makes it a paradox that's going to trigger a laugh so um i i think um i think it's gonna i hope she sues the fuck out of them i really do because we're gonna (laughs) gonna, this ai shit is gonna get really out of control and they need to rip it in the bud but now this is like basically it's virtual cloning. Well, dude, that's what. Oh, cool. Thank you for reminding me. Those are some other things I wanted to talk about. So, like, did you hear in the news? I swear, I, I want to make start doing. I should make a content video about like because they everything just cycles so fast in the news, and some things you just got to hold on to and marinate with. But there was this that principal at Baltimore where everyone was going crazy on him because he was all like these fucking black kids and all these Jews and and all this stuff, and it turns out that it wasn't even the actual the president it was an ai or not it wasn't the principal it was an ai voice that was doing it and now there's this ai there was an ai voice of, so state of, say that again yeah so there was this principal in baltimore that there's all over the internet about how this video this tape this audio recording leaked out about how he was saying all these racial slurs about black students dropping the n-word he's talking about jews how he was gonna take this one kid and just beat his ass and then a couple of days later like all the internet um news things like how to do one of those retraction deals because this wasn't actually a real recording it was an ai of a principal it was an AI voice recording of the principal doing this. See, that's gonna see that's gonna be. But that's, that's just the tip of the iceberg, bro. Then there's Biden. They did this recording of Biden talking about how he's gonna go ham on Texas for, for he's gonna send all these F fifteen planes to Texas to go to war with Texas. So Texas people started believing that. And then they started doing robocalls in New Hampshire with Biden's with another AI version of Biden's voice telling people not to go out and vote. Like we're screwed. <laughs> we're screwed. And see, when you're doing that and you're replicating or impersonating somebody or impersonating an officer of the government, it's the same thing as impersonating a cop, right? That's illegal. Ugh. Who put out that robocall? That can be tracked. Those people need to be charged. It's like just as if you had a Trump impersonator go up there and say some dumb shit out there there and sending out robocalls like that, that needs to be stopped because you can't, that's now this is what they mean about leading to the demise of civilization, right? Yes. So um, I think uh, um, who was that shit uh, with Twitter was crazy in 2016, man. It's about to get fucking wild. It's going to get wild because <laughs> if you don't know what the truth is, like if you don't know that water freezes at 32 degrees Fahrenheit becomes ice or you don't know at zero Celsius that happens or 212 degrees, degrees it, boils, uh, it becomes yeah. it starts to boil a uh, water at uh, um, if you don't understand that gravity, how gravity works. So you don't understand the basic sciences of how the shit runs. 
the society starts to collapse again and everybody's in chaos. And there's like lots of social studies that go out there and that study society, right? And um, and socio-political behaviors, socio-cultural behaviors are based in understanding the fucking truth, right? Without that, there's chaos. And when human beings just have chaos and there's no order to their world, that's when that starts to fuck their shit up. That's when they become depressed. That's when they become, uh, that's when they start putting militias together. That's when they start just fighting the man. They don't even know who they're fighting. May we live in interesting times. That's what we're in now. We're in interesting times. That's a Chinese Chinese proverb. It's actually a curse. (laughs) We are in it, man. We're in it right now. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, but this like, yeah, this AI, they got to wrap this shit up. Uh, You can't do like just like they set the ethical rules for cloning. You got to set the ethical rules now for virtual cloning. You know, uh, when people hear a piece of information and it sounds like an official word, I mean, Orson Welles, remember that? Oh, yeah, that's that's another thing. Like everyone's like saying, like, that's all it's going to take is just one of these, just one of those world of the world and one leader getting all crazy, thinking that that's something that's actually happening and hitting the button. So these motherfuckers in Texas up. actually think somebody actually that thought worried because Biden's going to send out fucking F. Yeah, because of the whole thing going on with the borderline and they're they got idiots. the razor blades and all that shit. So yeah, they're, they're uh, fear they're idiots. They're idiots. Well, you know, striking fear and all that shit. It's just crazy. Dude. Well, what people don't crazy. realize is the federal government, this has been established back in 1808. The federal government has um, jurisdiction over the borders and over immigration. That's been a that's a congressional order that has been established for hundreds of years. And now we're like now Governor Abbott is intentionally trying to stoke and and uh, create more division by not listening to that law. Um, so if you know now Biden, he's not stupid. He's not going to take the bait. Trump would immediately go, I'm going to send the military out there and arrest the governor, you know, because in the con- in the Constitution, he can do that. I'm right? coming, Coda. Hold on a sec, man. I got to go change yep. diapers. So we'll get back to this. Or you can right. fill a bus and I'll change. Yeah. I'm not changing diapers, but wiping butts. All right, <laughs> wiping butts. And so, you know, Biden can go out there and wipe some butts. Uh, but, uh, you know, he technically can go up there and go out there and arrest the governor and uh, take him in custody. But now you've got all these other states that say they want to um, uh, they're going to provide support with their National Guard. These fucking weekend warriors are going to take on the Marines. Let's see how that works out. Um, secondly, uh, now you got Governor Abbott intentionally violating the law and ignoring a Supreme Court ruling who just said reinforced that the president has jurisdiction. The executive branch has jurisdiction over the borders and immigration. Now, that's established. Now, the funny part is you had four of those Supreme Court justices who actually dissented on that. While Trump was president, though, those same guys reinforced the the notion, the ruling that the president has control over the border when Trump decided he's going to build the wall. They were like, well, the executive branch has control over the borders and immigration, so he can do it. But now, all of a sudden, when Biden's president, he can't. Right. That just shows that these guys are not they're not ruling on the basis of what the law is, the ruling on what their political affiliation is. So that's another thing we got to get squared away with these these uh, these Supreme Court justices. It's like it's another problem. But 
things are getting chaotic, man. And um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I want to see how this all plays out. I would love to see Biden go in there, not with some F-15s, but just go in there and arrest the governor of Texas for violating the Constitution, the supreme law of the land. Right. And, and to do it to any governor who went against the executive branch. Now, Biden's not going to do that. What he could do is turn off the spigot. Right. Because there's like how much federal funding does Texas get every year? Too much. Shut it off. Texas Say, is right. just one natural disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> We're one yeah. natural disaster from being destitute. <laughs> so it's like, anyway, we got that's happening. And it's like, man, remember the back in the day, back in the day when the president just yelled wrong, like Howard Dean, when he won New Hampshire. And they were like, oh, yeah, he's not presidential. He was out from then on. It's like, that was it. Right. Now it's like, you guys are like, dumb that we're not even having. They grab him by the pussy. And it's like, everybody's like, vote for this guy. He grabs him by the pussy. Well, it's dumb, though, that the the Democrats aren't even having a primary because it's just like, hey, we're just going to get behind Ben Joe Biden. And they're having a primary. They're primarying. That guy, Dean Phillips, tried to run against Biden in New Hampshire and Biden won with 75 percent. Yeah, people wrote him in. He wasn't even on the ballot. They wrote his name in. (laughs) You know, here's the here's how I'm looking at it. Here is a people are nervous. One of my students, Veronica, uh, she's a black woman. Well, she's not. She's Native American, Native African-American. Beautiful combination. She's a stunning woman. Smart, funny. Uh, and uh, her husband is a also native African-American and he is um, a bull rider. Uh, so we used to be a bull rider. And so anyways, they're really there. I, I call them a power couple because they're so interesting. Right. Yeah. She's funny. But she's really been nervous about the future as a black or native African-American. Right. So yeah. so she's not just a black woman. She's also Native American. She's Choctaw like me. I was like, wow, we're closer than we actually think. So, but she's so sweet, but she's been really nervous about this. um, What's happening. Right. Uh, So it's like, I said, here's how I look at it. Trump wants to tell you he's crushing it. He won in in Iowa with 5% of the registered Republicans, 5%. Then he won in New Hampshire, but he won by about 10 points in New Hampshire. Just, you know, 10 points is not a lot when he says he's going to crush Nikki Haley. So he's going to he's going to win the primary. We know that. Right. But the thing is, he he doesn't have the votes he thinks he has or uh, that he says he has. The other thing to think about is watch his rhetoric. His rhetoric is like he's he's being racist towards Nikki Haley. He's being racist towards black people. He's being racist in general towards Hispanics. He hates the Hispanics. We know that. Right. A lot of Hispanics vote for him, uh, but he hates them. So but he keeps like hit that. If it was an, if, if we were on an adding machine, he keeps hitting minus buttons. Let's take away the black people. Let's take away the poor. Let's take away the women who want to who want to have a bodily autonomy over the, their choice to what they do with their bodies. Let's minus that out. Let's min- You don't grow positive numbers no. by hitting the negative button, by hitting the minus button. And that's what he's been doing is hitting that minus button, counting people out. When you got to be counting people in, you have no shot. The other thing to remember is this. No president has ever won with less than 90 percent of their own party 
voting for them. He doesn't have those numbers no, right he now. Doesn't. No. It's somewhere in the 70s, high 70s, but it's not 90. Right. So we'll see what happens in the general, of course, because it's still too still too early, but we're getting close. But I don't think there's going to be a problem, even though, you know, old fucker, if if Trump can run from prison, Biden can run from a nursing home. <laughs> he can run a trucker. <laughs> I like that compare. Gosh, that's good. And he that's would still be good. a better president. You know? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Especially Even, for the I said, remember, I said, I, she, you know, because he has Veronica. his caregiver as as actually giving his uh, his right aid or his uh, chairman in chief is actually his uh, caregiver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His his his, uh, his chief of staff is his caregiver. That's funny. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna give you some applesauce, Mr. President. Um, but um, the other the, what I was reminding Veronica as well. I said, you know, if you look at um, if no, Veronica is just a, a fictional character. She's not real. She's just an average black person in the United States that I'm using as an example. Um, kidding. Uh, she's real. It's like Joe the plumber. Remember that guy? Uh, it's like the, the parties love to do that. Select one person and they represent the or entire that black, black guy or, that uh, Reagan. Was it Reagan who was using him? The Or was it Bush? I think it was Bush. The, the dude who like did the who they let out of prison or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah. And, then he and they used raping. him as an example. Yeah. So it's, in this case, it's like what I said to I said, keep in mind, I mean, Trump, uh, I mean, uh, Biden is a big supporter of Native Americans. And she goes, how? I said his first one of his first orders of business when he became president is to cancel that XL pipeline that was going through uh, the Indian tribal territories in North Dakota. I said, now that was a big issue for years. And the presidents were hemming and hawing because that's the oil pipeline. Now, people were like, oh, it's going to reduce our potential to be able to, re, you know, export oil and all that shit. Bullshit. We're exporting more oil than we have right now in the history of the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and people, don't, people don't read. That's the problem. People don't no. pay attention to what's happening in the news. And it's not their fault trying to just like, you know, you have two jobs trying to pay off those credit cards you've maxed out when on OnlyFans. That <laughs> takes a while <laughs> and it takes a lot of you got to apply that time towards work rather than reading the news. And I, most people are, you know, having to pay their rent like there's a huge the highest proportion ever in the United States right now. Highest proportion ever is paying more than 30% of their income is going towards, towards living. their yeah, rent. The rent. It's wild, man. I was watching this YouTube video yesterday about the industrial, the, the homeless industrial complex. Like there's an industrial complex on the homeless. Like there's all these fucking funds for homeless people, bruh. And we still got homeless people. <laughs> I was like, oh my. And again, it's like, I swear. Because we haven't given them the place to fucking live. No, they're giving them, they're, they, like, San Diego wants to buy an extended, one of those extended stay hotels. It's going to cost, like, a crap ton of money. But it's like, bro, all you got to do is just half these buildings that are empty, convert them, and there you go. We're right, good. Man. That's right. Marine barracks. Right. You know, look at how the Marines live. Right. Yeah. The Marines have these have like they're like dormitories. Right. So it's like um, um, something like that. At least there's heat and running water and mm-hmm. a shower. And uh, they start to begin to have sort of sort of some sort of semblance of getting back on their feet. Imagine feeling so desolate and hopeless that you've got your tent in an overpass. Maybe if you're lucky, you know, and you got to sleep in a sleeping bag on the sidewalk and 
how do you go get a job? Right. You don't you can't wash up. You can't feel good about yourself. It's all a whole psychological game. And a lot of people who are, you know, who have education, like, um, uh, say, a college degree or whatever, feel like, you know, well, they should strap up and uh, pull themselves up by the bootstraps and go out and get a job or not looking into looking at the possible um the psychological impacts that having that that desperation yeah, if you don't have any human. psychological air you can't you can't do it it's like not being able to breathe you're not gonna be able to yeah do anything. exactly man it's like uh so shit. it's like you know um just like they're spending a lot of money on homeless but they're not spending money on what the, to solve the problem which yeah, is like because if they solve the problem then there's no more money that's a lot of Dude, it's like it's so. That's the whole thing about it. Once again, capitalism. <laughs> look at look at the look at the four lease signs. How many how many four lease signs do you see in office buildings? <laughs> Almost every office building has a four lease sign on it because there's like not a lot. You know, a lot of office buildings are now vacant because not a lot of businesses are in office buildings. Who's doing it? People are sitting at their computers. People like are working from home now. <laughs> yeah, because because businesses are buying homes. And people who are working at homes are becoming businesses. Yep. <laughs> driving the housing prices up, driving the rent prices the, the, up. The, the developer of this simulator needs to hit the reset button, bro. We need a reset. We need a reset. <laughs> oh, I saw a headline. I'm working on, I'm going to start working on a joke with it. But uh, uh, Sweden, yeah, yeah, because it's the Alps, the Swiss. They're actually thinking about uh, making recreational cocaine. They're going to like make legal recreational cocaine. Recreational. Recreational cocaine. cocaine. I'm like, yeah, I got to have fun Wait a second. with that. You can't, you can't have any cocaine until you can say <laughs> recreational. Am I not saying it right? You said rec- recreational. Re- I recreational. I said recreational. No, recreational. 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 Recreation. God damn it. I can't say it. Recreation. Recreational. Recreational. Yeah. That's one of those words that can recreational. Like that's a fun one, man. Recreation. You you just wrote a bit right there. There are certain words we struggle with. There's still what was the other word I was like hitting the other day and I just couldn't get it out to say it the right way. And it was like really funny. But that was that was uh, reminding me of that. Just two days ago, I was doing well, the AI can't even say words right. Ashwagandha or something like that. <laughs> Ashwagandha. That's funny. Turmeric. Because <laughs> evidently, uh, everybody's got uh, some inflammation that we're de- having to deal with now. Inflammation has now become a big thing. Yes. Gotta have some turmeric and some uh uh and some people say it's turmeric, some people say it's turmeric, some people say it's turmeric. It's like turmeric. It's T-U-R-M-E-R-I-C, turmeric. So it's like, I don't know, I gotta look it up. And it's like uh and then you know, messing around with Ashwagandha. What the fuck is Ashwagandha? Auschwitz. Auschwitz. Turmeric. Tumor. It's like tumor, right? So, or, or they're. Turmeric. 
Turmeric. Turmeric. Turmeric. Turmeric. Turmeric. Turmeric. Turmeric. Sounds like Terminator. It's like uh, Grandpa Rick's gone Terminator. That's funny. Turmeric. Turmeric. So it's like it says T U R M R U H K is the phonetic spelling. So turmeric. 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 So then we got that one. Now let's do recreational. I can't talk. That's funny. That was so funny. That's funny. That was the best. That was the best. (laughs) (laughs) You trying to say it It was so real too. So what was the uh, what were the other things that we had on the list to talk about today? We had uh, the Kelly Carlin suing the Kelly Carlin and those guys over there. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to show you the new nerdy thing with the AI that I can do that uh, uh, Hamilton AI, my Hamilton AI. <laughs> but you can do like you pay thousand dollars and I can like make my own clone. So I'm like, I might have to put some money aside. Got to I'm hustling with work and start doing that other stuff. Saw that email you sent about um, making money from blogging. So I'm going to try to try to make money from blogging, try to start making well, yeah. money. All like if you like, now. what do you, and you got to think about first of all, you, you start your blog by working backwards. Who am I targeting? What am I trying to help? Well, that's with? the thing, man, trying to find my niche. And that's the, that's like my hardest thing is cause like, my niche well, is comedy, but then it's like I got to niche out the comedy, but then it's just you also like have another niche sales, right? Yeah. So you can what if uh, applying sales to comedy or just in sales in general, helping people understand that everything, whether you're in relationships or in business or whatever, everything is sales at some level. Mm. And then so now you're sharing with it your knowledge plus the knowledge of reading books. This is how you build that expertise. You read books, you interview people, you do uh, and you write blogs on this by sharing these ideas. There's a there's a blog post that blog site out there called copywriter uh copyblogger.com right so copyblogger is um it's been around for a long time and you see how they have guest writers on there and stuff they basically are just giving information on how to how to blog or how to say things when you're fatigued or when you don't feel like it, you don't feel creative or whatever how to still get, keep going now you're showing so you find a niche and the niche could be sales is you know how to be a better salesperson in life or whatever and you selling have, every day with teddy b selling every day with teddy b, <laughs> teddy b. talking about a side hustle yes so here's a side hustle that now, now, so you would then target and send them, send them affiliate links within that blog that relate to, to what the, the, this. yes, yes, yes. Now with you. that, using that sales, now you start branching out to other areas, right? And then it's like, now you also, so you have the side hustle that's making money. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause let's face it, that niche, that niche in comedy took me a long time to build up. And, um, you know, and it's still a limited niche because, you know, how many new comedians show up on the on the, in the market every year? 
you know, not as many as new lawyers, right? <laughs> and the guy who has Legal Eagle, who's on YouTube, oh, he, man. he maxed out at 100,000 subscribers because only 100,000 uh, lawyers sign up each year to take the bar. And that was his main focus. It's like, how do you here? Uh, here's how you pass the bar. So then he expanded to how legal things affect other stuff out there. Like, for example, how many laws were broken during Top Gun Maverick? And he has a, a you know, he does a video on that and then gets millions of views because it's, he's now, and some people will say clout chasing. No, you're just no, doing something just doing that's related to law, but, and uh, that's something else people are tuned into right now. What I'm so, thinking is this, because I'm in a slump right now. If I can get myself out of this slump in my selling, then I can do that because then I'll have a compelling story about God starting from nothing, getting up to the top, being at the top, falling from the top, and then going back up. That's right. fucking that. That's a, that story sells in America. Yeah, riches to rags, <laughs> rags to riches story. Yeah, so, but there's I like gotta, lots of different different ways to do it, and uh. having something like, for example, I know a lot of comedians would like to have a website. Now, if I do a course or provide a home course that has that shows them how to take how to build a simple one page or two page or three page website that has, you know, an introduction page um, and how to lay that out. When somebody clicks your website, they want to click it and see a video of you right up on the front page. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can have you can introduce yourself, have that video there, give them other things and you have an about me page or whatever. It only really has to be one page. So you have that one page and how, here's how you build it. Here's and, and here's how you can build it for under a hundred dollars. So now people are like, oh, show me. Mm. And you show them how to do it and how to keep it so it stays up and meets all the criteria necessary that they seem to be changing every year for what you need on your website to keep it secure to keep it in, in the right protocols for your uh, web hosting companies and uh, all that stuff, or they, you know, or they can take you down. Um, so you show them that's the simple, you know, so that say that course is two days um, for $249 because it's a valuable course. It can get them started right away within that course. I'm like, all right, here's the web hosting company I use, and I would highly recommend it. And uh, you can use others, but and, and that's an affiliate link. And it's not I don't just choose the ones that have the highest commission because now that's just for that's my own, that's a very selfish reason. The one that's gonna give them the best value, value. Yeah. and has a decent commission, right? So um because you're you know, you're helping them, but you're also doing an affiliate sort of thing. You gotta find a win-win. So it's a, so now you have the web hosting company, you have the domain uh, purchasing uh, that they purchase a domain. Is there an affiliate link there? And then, so it's like, now you could be getting, you know, uh, now your blog is it's like not vertical integration. Almost. Yes. <laughs> providing information is number one. The second, the result of providing that information uh, returns some revenue. If you're just thinking about revenue, you're done. Yeah, it's got to be that you got to bring that service. Okay. Same thing with your comedy. Yeah. You know, putting out the best information, the best comedy possible. You know, like with you know when I did this accounting firm, I did an accounting firm last Monday, um, and it was a uh, so it was one hour. They paid me five grand. <laughs> 
for one hour, right? So here's what's funny about that is during the negotiation, I think I told this to you, during the negotiation, they got on the, we're on a Zoom call. We're talking about what I'm, what I'm offering. Uh, they're the ones, they came to me out of the blue and asked me if I could do this for their company. So I said, uh, sure. So, um, and I told them it'd be $5,000 for the hour. And so they go, let's have a Zoom conference. And I said, oh, I kind of know what this is. They're going to ask me what I'm what I'm offering. And then they're going to try to, add, you know, try to dick around with the price. So I said, that's fine. Right. So um, so they said, uh, after we finish the, er, you know, early stuff. Now, keep in mind, there's three people with their company on the Zoom call. There's me. There's a there's their assistant, executive assistant. Uh, there is the vice president and there's the president of the company. But he's only an avatar. His camera's not on. So um, and I was like, uh, so I'm talking to him. And, he, and then so then also the vice president says to me and regarding the fee, that's a little much. So in my head, I'm thinking two things. One, we just did a 30 minute phone call. Right. And it's like, um, so you're highly interested. You gave that away, right? And so um, and it's like, number two, you came to me in the first place, obviously did a little research and found that I'm the best job guy for the job. Uh, and so I went uh, and they said, so the $5,000 is a little bit out of our range. Is there any kind of wiggle room there that uh, you can help us with? I said, sure, I can do 45 minutes, 3,500 bucks. You do my taxes for free for the next five years. <laughs> All of a sudden, the avatar of the president boop, comes on. And he's like, wait a second, what? I said, oh, wait a second. Oh, it hits differently when somebody asks you to discount your services, doesn't it? I said, so it'll be 5000 for the hour. Take it or leave it. That's what I do. Get him. I said, because I'm one of the, I'm, you've already determined, obviously, you guys are smart people. Right, you've already determined that I'm the best guy for the job, Ugh. so that's my fee. Pay me what I'm worth. And I said I can give. I'll give you. I got some. I got some emails of people who um who could do it for a lot less than me. But I'll tell you right now, there are the reason they do it for a lot less than me is they're a lot less qualified. <laughs> so I said, and so what did we gain here today? One, my fee is not negotiable. Number two, I just gave you a tool for free on how to deal with a B2B client who's complaining about your rates. <laughs> <laughs> Get him. And they were like, wow. I said, so we good on this? Here, here's what, here's the follow-up. I need 50% upfront <laughs> to secure the date tomorrow. <laughs> And then a 30 day, we have a 30 day time period before the date uh, is the for the date of my appearance is um, 30 days prior. You have a chance to say, no, we've changed our mind. Um, but the also the the uh, the final payment has to be is due on that date as well. And Paula will send you all the details in a contract. I have another call I need to get on. Really good, nice to meet you guys. I can't wait to do this. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I have a whole bunch of shit prepared for it. And I can't wait to see you. Um, and that was it, man. And it was like. Wow. After I got done with that call, I go, where did that come from? Because <laughs> normally I'm such a, you know, I'll roll, I'll, you know, anything I can do to help, you know, type of thing. But at this point, I didn't call them looking for a gig. They came to me, <sighs> number one. Number two is I got other shit I'm doing too. So I'm not 
desperate for the you money. Got options, yeah. Right. And I know I had two other people, uh, two other uh, companies looking for me to do some uh, presentational stuff for them on Zoom for the same amount of money. <laughs> right. So I could take it or leave the gig. Right. And still have a good January. Yeah. So, um, that was interesting. And so I went there and did the gig and it wound up being very successful. Um, and oh, again, yeah. you know, opened up with a really great laugh right at first. And it was a joke I'd been doing for 10, 15 years. I <laughs> uh, really happy to be here uh, with you guys. Cause I was just in Denver, Colorado, uh, doing a show for Wells Fargo bank. Uh, they paid me 7,800 bucks. Cause I wanted to let them know how cheap they are. Um, uh, because they only paid me five, right? They paid me seventy hundred, seventy eight hundred bucks, which is really weird because I still owe them twenty two thousand. Uh, them being accountants, they saw their wait a second, they're paying you, but you still owe them money. That doesn't make any sense in an accounting world. So they that got a burst yeah, really, of a laugh, yeah. right? But at the same time, I was able to show them that uh, Wells Fargo paid me a lot more. You mean business? <laughs> but. <laughs> There were nice people, really nice people. What a, a, probably I've done a, two other accounting firms. They were absolutely the best. And I said to them, and I think the reason you guys were the best audience and had the best responses is your team, your team leaders here. Because that when I, I was here 30 minutes before I, I planned to do my presentation, I got to observe and see how the interaction was. And they really run a good show here. They really do get you guys to interact and make you comfortable enough that you can ask questions and feel vulnerable. That is hard to find in this business, in any business, uh, where you have leaders that are, you know, willing to nurture where you feel your weaknesses are and 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 provide uh, provide certainly, uh, you know, kudos to you when you thrive and 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 excel at a certain area. Yeah. So that's these guys right here. Big round of applause for your bosses, All right? They're not good at negotiating, but I had a great time with them. I called the vice president white trash from Oklahoma. Ah! And like they all laughed. He laughed too, which helped it, right? But it was it made it like I was treating them like they were my best friends rather yeah. than Community. they were up here and I'm down here. Yeah. No, man, I'm up here because I'm an expert at this shit. That's something this is something you can't do. Right? I like that. I like that. Fuck so yeah. <clears throat> and now from that, there's going to be more of those gigs coming. And it's like, uh, those are fun gigs to do, you know, and five grand is a, so it's, that's, that's that, uh, how do you get them to, so I opened with this. I said, you know, uh, the bosses here, and I mentioned their names. I won't say it on the podcast. Right. I mean, uh, bosses here wanted to find the best guy possible to help you guys learn how to apply humor with your clients in your accounting firm. Um, they couldn't afford him. So they got me instead. Uh, <laughs> so that was another dig, but, but so that was the and first. They couldn't joke. even really afford me. <laughs> yeah. And then the second joke was the Wells Fargo joke. And that got them, got them to laugh. Oh, then I showed them yeah. how to, you know, what's the number one, you know, you know, obstacle objection that your clients have. And they're like, um, rates. And I, and I said, so maybe somebody emails to you, what would be, so give me a verbal of what an email would be. Um, and it's like, uh, and I said, what's your name? And he goes, Olaf. I go, Olaf, you're perfect to break the ice frozen now. All right. So <laughs> they all started to laugh at that thing and i said what is give me an email that that would be sent to you if somebody complained about a rate and it's like um oh he goes i've got this uh a dermatologist um 
thing that uh, is they're wanting to, uh, they said the rates are too high this year. And I said, okay, so number one, you got to be willing to send them somewhere else. You're the best accounting firm in this area. That's how you've got to believe that 100%. Secondly, you say something like, um, you say something in dermatology, right? It's like, so, uh, say, so we have, we do have an option for you. Option A is the our fee, our main fee. Um, uh, option B is um, you you give my family free, free plastic surgery and free hydrofacials for the next three years, and we'll drop it twenty percent. Um, and it'll be like what? It's like, yeah, it's different when somebody asks you to discount your fees, isn't it? And these the two executives that were on the Zoom call laughed because I was using the exact same technique. Uh I said, but this technique works, doesn't it? And I said it to the (laughs) two bosses and they went (laughs) because they're business people, Uh right? And so um, they saw the value in that now how they can apply it in their company. I said, the other thing you can use is this. Somebody says, our fee, your fees are too much this year. And it's like, you know what? I have, um, I said, our executive staff would love to give you your accounting services 100% free this year. But our highly trained CPAs do not. We'd give you our lower trained CPAs, but all all those guys are working for other companies. <laughs> And then go into we have our our CPAs take 60 hours of new courses every year to make sure you can get everything that is legally available, every deduction that's legally available to you uh, according to the laws. So um, but if it would help you, I have names of a couple of companies that charge a lot less, Um, but um, they work from prison. So. uh, So I was showing them these and they're like, wow, you got to have the courage to use this with your customers, though. They're going to get a laugh out of it. And secondly, they're going to now once that now now they're back on their heels, they're going to say, no, why would I want the number of other companies? I came to you guys. I'm with you. I've been with you guys for five years. And plus, you're funny. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, this is fucking crazy how much this is like everything just everything is connected, man. Everything is connected. I'm like, yo, I can like I already do sales and I already like use humor, right? Yes. Automatically. (laughs) So they like you more. Uh, How can they not like you if you're giving that love injection of the laughter? Yeah. And I yeah, do do that. A, that's probably, that's, yo, I can do that. Cause that's probably one of the reasons why people always like buying from me is because I'm always like making them laugh and I'm doing, using humor in I'm sales. Humor maybe in that's sales. your blog. Then maybe ah, that's your blog. Ah, 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 ah. Hey, that's cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like so it was like, that was, uh, that's a lot of fun to be able to do. And I was having to write new jokes for that yeah. sort of situation. And show them how to apply it, like in an email or in person, that sort of thing. And oh, it was yeah. like, they were, so I gave them like, plus I gave them templates uh, that they could use. So the, it's actually, actually a script. All they have to do is insert a couple of, you know, customizations. Mm-hmm. And it's like a script they can use so they don't have to memorize anything. They can just sort of say it, you know. Yeah. So. <clears throat> that's hell yeah. That's cool. That's hella cool. Yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah. that. Anyway, so those 
And what and one of the reasons I'm talking about this is because a lot of comedians don't understand that once you know how to write jokes, once you have a control or you have a level of expertise to be able to take subject matter, take it, break it down and find the jokes in that subject matter, like with accounting. I'm not an accountant. I don't know anything about accounting. You know, um, it's like uh, um, so. I said, uh, I said, sometimes it's just simple. Like one of the one of the owners or the vice president said the word fuck. So he opened up. Um, he opened up that 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 language yeah, to be able to be use said. in this environment yeah. in front of all the CPAs. There are about 35 people there. Right. And so I said, I said, now it also depends on your relationship. MAP, material audience performer, it depends on your relationship with that client. If you have a great relationship with that client, your language can change a little bit as if you're talking to a friend. Right. So, for example, I remember my father, who was um, who was in, you know, is an actor for 60 years in L.A., landed a show, was on a show for 10 years. He and my mom were set for life. So but um, uh, I remember him talking to his an accountant, his accountant, and they had it on speakerphone. And uh, Larry was like uh, and it. So my dad had actually had that objection talking about the, the fees went up that year. And he says, Larry, I noticed the fees went up uh, this year noticeably. And he says, uh, he goes, Pat, you're a really good actor. You speak really well. You're great with language. I can crunch the fuck out of some numbers. <laughs> and I remember hearing that over the speaker. And my dad just started laughing. He goes, say no more, Larry. I was just curious. He goes, <laughs> he goes I saved you $65,000 in taxes this year. And he said, uh, so I think if we look at the comparisons to the value I bring you compared to the fee you're paying, I think we're way ahead of the game. (laughs) And it's like sometimes all they need is a look. But the other take on it is this. They come to you because you're the best. Only thing you really have to say is I got some numbers of some accountants that are a lot less than me. Wait, why would you want to give me those numbers? Because you're you're worried about the fees. I don't want to leave you guys. Okay, good to know. I think we're done here with this conversation. Let's move on with your with your taxes. You know, because it's like good service costs money. It does. It's like let's stop looking at the the amount and look at the value you deliver we deliver for your dollar. Right. I said. I said. Or one of my favorite responses: If I was an accountant working in your firm. It's like, God help me. If I did, I'd probably put a bullet in my head. Um, Not because I think accounting is bad, because if you think about it, your accountants of all the people in our lives, you're the only ones who count. (laughs) Now, I said, I said, if I'm an accountant and somebody calls me and complains about a fee, I would simply say, um, so guy says to me, you're say you're, you're my, my uh, client and you're, I'm your accountant. And you say to me, Hey man, the fees are kind of high this year, Jerry. Uh, I don't know about this. Hey Jerry. Hey Jerry. These fees are kind of high, man. I don't know about this. How long have we been working together, Teddy B? Uh, you know, it's been about what, three or four years now, three, four years. Uh, Do you know how much an audit costs? Uh, no, I don't. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you, you got me, Jerry. You, you do right? a good job, buddy. You do a good job. No, like you that. see what I'm saying? And it's like, and I, like I said, that. That's of good. course, you got to say this with a client you know hasn't been audited, right? Yes. They, so <laughs> they laughed at that idea, but they're like, That's but good, you see, it's dude. just a matter of how can I 
in a in the shortest time span, let them know that I've done good a great job for them. Yeah. It's like, do you know how much an audit costs? Uh, no, exactly. Now <laughs> they're is, like they have nowhere to go. I, I could use that with some of my stuff at work. You know, do you know what it's like to have a, 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 a your patient get a claim and rejected? No, we don't. Right, because we're good at what we do. Hell yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like now we can now you can start to apply that towards yeah, those same like things that. toward stand up. There's also a book I have. It's called Selling to Vito. Selling and Vito is the very important top official. Oh, so it's a book I got from. It's like this guy who was almost Italian dude, and that's his angle. Like I thought, it was like trying to sell to the mob. <laughs> yeah, how do you get the very important top official? And I use some of his techniques. <laughs> I like, that. and one sell of them was, you know, it was like uh, I, uh, this Booker I was trying to get a hold of for a long time, and I wasn't get. Finally, I sent him an email. I said, uh, "You haven't called me back because either a you don't want to talk to me, a you really want to talk, uh, a uh, you want to talk to me, uh, or or c." You really want to talk to me, but you're stuck underneath something heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using the comedy. God. I swear to God, That's 10 minutes after I sent that email, the phone rang. It was him. That is so fucking cool. And the other one is, wow. is like, you know, every night before I go to bed, I talk to God. How come I can't talk to you? <laughs> and I'm not even religious. So it's like... <laughs> But I got him to call me and I booked the gig. So it's like, yeah, did you see what I'm saying? Cool. Yes. That's, those are simple, simple techniques to use yeah. that you can uh, you can do. I'll, I'll send you um, I'll send you this book, this uh, um, selling to the selling to Vito. Yeah, because get ready to buy different, it. See if you can find it. It's, 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 it's on Amazon. It's 15 oh, good. or I can get it. I'm going to download it on Kindle and just use. My yeah, Kindle. get it, dude. Get it. It's a uh, it opens your eyes up to techniques to use. I sold so much shit. Um, doing this because when I was on the road, my, one of my bookers had this sound system technology, this computer uh, technology that he had from another company that approached him. And since we were already out there hitting clubs, um, he, he extended it to his top comedians. It's like some of these clubs have dance clubs at, you know, after the comedy. So there are a lot of these one nighter runs you're on that are multi-purpose venues. And it was a video, a uh, music video system, mm -hmm. right? Where the computer would have like 1600 music videos on it on a hard drive. And plus, and you could program it as to what you wanted to play via a, either manual song list or categories or themes or styles, and basically have virtual DJ running it. And also in between each, we see these videos playing all the time, right? On these, in these clubs. And, um, and then in between each video, sometimes you can put up a slide that sells a special that you're having in your restaurant or at your bar, right? And so, so what I would, would do is I could do a quick demonstration at one of these clubs while I was there, and uh, they would either buy and subscribe to the, to the product or not, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, they could s save on a DJ on the off nights, Um or uh, have the DJ actually work this with the video with what they do. And then plus, the big plus is you're selling a product. And they go, how does it sell a product? I go, for example, I was in, remember in Palm Springs, I was in Palm Springs, and I go, what is your big, what are your big thing you sell? I saw this guy had a, a bucket of beers and, oh, he goes, that's the bucket of beers and basket of wings. How much is that? Uh, like, it was like 
like $15 or $20 or something like that, something like a real great deal. Right. And so I created a slide right there and then installed it into the demo. And I showed it on his video that was playing, you know, on two, two or three TVs in this, in this place. And as we're, as he and I were talking, 10 people ordered a, bu- a bucket of beers and a basket of wings. So there it is, marketing itself. And he was like, I mean, 10 people. I was surprised. I thought maybe three, maybe right. one. I'll be lucky to get one, but 10? That's and I said, good. now you see that? This is already paying for itself. Bam, sold that shit, right? <laughs> so I had, I think I sold maybe 50 systems. And each of those systems, every month, they resubscribe to new content, new music videos. So they have a subscription that they're paying like $50 a month, $100 a month. They had a tier. And after, out of all of those subscriptions, I would get commission checks. Checks off those. Well, you know, uh, unfortunately, it was while I was still working there, I should have got them in perpetuity. Yeah. Right. And like if like if I was selling insurance. Right. Right. The residuals. But I was getting some pretty good residual income. coming in, dude. That's dope. You know, so something like that would be something for you to be in, too, where you're getting residual income. Yes. That's actually was uh, one of the books I'm reading is uh, it's a PDF book it's called uh, by 10,000, by 10, my 10 K side hustle. And one of the, one of the side hustles that he talks about is trying to find a side hustle where you can get residuals. And the thing he talks about is like writing books and doing stuff like where you can get paid off pound pay. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I think I could, I I'm, I'm getting there where I could even start writing funny stories and like doing funny short stories and doing little short books and doing digital books and selling that. Yeah. Well, they gotta be good books. Because that market is so, so saturated. saturated. Yeah, that's true. You know, and it's like, but my student, uh, Jojo, she still makes some money. She has some yeah, money. Didn't you have a student who wrote a book, a bathroom yeah. book? Uh, basic, basically, one bathroom book was uh, 50 Ways a Dog is Better Than a Man. <laughs> she still gets a little bit of, you know, trickle in money every month. Um, then the other one was 301 Zombie Riddles for Kids. That was JoJo's book. Uh, we helped, we wrote that together, but I told her, you That's take cool. the money because I just wanted to show you the power that you have in in writing these jokes. Yeah. Uh, and now you can switch it to another topic and another topic. And you have like six out six books out there for kids um, that are, you know, riddle books. And now you're, so you can take almost sometimes the same jokes that you use Use at the in the in the uh, zombie riddles and it for vampires. Put it, yeah, put it, yeah. Because you know? I noticed that with some of the books that I got, uh, one of my first my first getting into comedy, just buying a bunch of joke books. It's like some of these jokes are just repurposed, and then it's in the same book. Yeah, <laughs> they just repurposed the same joke five times. But you see that used on like late yeah. night shows too. Back in the day, they used to do that in the Tonight Show with a you know a joke about a certain topic, and all of a sudden now there's another candidate involved politically but you can use a similar Same, joke yeah. framework to get that to work. So, yeah, man, there's a, there's opportunities out there. Now, yeah. the problem with this is that that machine, that video thing, I mean, I, there's Saddle Ranch out here on Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. I sold the system to them. And so that was my loss leader. We gave them a super great discount. So I can say the Saddle Ranch has this system i sold the system to the saddle ranch and they're 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 getting 
great use out of it. And here are the here's the feedback I'm hearing from them. And they're like, wow, the Saddle Ranch? Yeah, oh, and then wow, they don't know about the discount. Right? Yeah. No. So it's like that lost leader thing. And but the problem is this. I was making such good money with this business. I felt it start to take away from, from my comedy. Yeah. My dad warned me about that. He said, no, you're going to get some because the money's good, but all of a sudden it's taking you away from your craft. Mm. That's where you have to be really careful because it's you can get balance. locked into that. You buy a new car on, with that shit. That's what <laughs> yeah. you're now in prison yeah. to the bank for that yeah. car payment you're making. And you got to keep that money coming in at that level. That's the worst um, feeling. I hate that. That feeling. is the I'm, worst feeling. I, I'm back in that feeling again. And I hate it. I was, I, I, I was a it, free man. man, dude. I was a free man. And I hate I'm that. Feeling. Back, I'm back in this shit. Like fucking. Yeah. Then when you're what's going to Shawshank. Yeah. You're <laughs> going to, you swipe that, that debit card at the grocery store. And you're like, maybe that's yeah, right? not the place you want to <laughs> be. I hate that. I hate that. I feeling. hate that feeling so bad. <laughs> oh, Right. We can get groceries today. <laughs> but what happens is what happens when you're broke and you swipe that credit card, you swipe that debit card and the thing and it goes declined, you go fucking bank. bank. <laughs> and when you're rich and you swipe that credit card and it comes back declined, you go fucking bank, but you really mean it. Because <laughs> it's the fuck. Ah, like Citibank does this to me all the time. They have like they have the good fraud system, which I'm happy about. Mm-hmm. But if there's a purchase for something and uh, you know of a lot of money, like a, a plane ticket or something, and I buy another plane ticket. I go to buy another plane, t- and I'll decline. But they'll send me a message. They'll call me and send me a message real quick. You know, sec- uh, is Citibank security? Um, you know, give us a call, and I'll know right away that's just their fraud uh, thing on there. I go, hang on, call them up, and it's fine. But I'd rather have that fraud thing in place than have so like, what's going on? Hold my pen or whatever is now, you know, taking all the money into my account. Yeah, right. It's not good. Not but good. But it still doesn't feel good to get that go. Oh, your car's been declined, sir. What? <laughs> no. No, not at all. And especially when you're trying to uh get to get into the champagne room. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz you know that pussy just dried up. Yep. That's, 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 God, you so like it was getting excited in the first place because they're just running the business. But if she was into you at all, she's no longer into you. She's no longer into you. That's gone. All right, man. Well, that right. I think we should wrap it up. Right we should there. wrap it up right there. So yeah, we did it. The uh, George Carlin AI reaction video. Check it out. We got like 91 views up there, so that's good stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, check us out. We'll be doing this again some more times. I'm Teddy B. I'm Jerry Corley. All righty. Peace out, guys. Peace out.